Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. This week's episode has to start with a thank you to you guys. We are officially, I can't believe it, six months into this podcast now, but creating this show and getting to know so many of you guys has been such a joy and an honor. This is by far the most fun I've ever had working y'all seriously. So, and thank you also because last week was a big freaking week for this podcast. Thanks to you guys. Over the weekend, we were ranked the number eight marketing podcast in the United States, according to Chartable. And like, we were up there with heroes of mine, like Jenna Kutcher and Amy Porterfield and Michael Stelzner of Social Media Examiner my heroes. Like it was a major pinch me moment for sure. I feel like it was 10 years worth of work, like finally being seen and acknowledged and rewarded. So those numbers, just so you know, on Chartable, they change daily as new episodes drop and each podcast like does its thing too. But for now I am celebrating and I owe this to all of you and your continued support of this podcast. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And I will continue to show up and deliver the highest quality content that I can with amazing guests, inspiring stories, needle moving tips. That's what you need, right? And all of the strategy I can bring to you each week. But thank you for listening each week and for subscribing. Like, thank you for those of you who've taken time to rate and review the show. Thank you for sharing these episodes with your friends and family. Just from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Um, My friends, those who know me, I'm one of those people, I'm like a real hugger, okay? Like when I hug you, like it's gonna be firm. Like some people have to tell me to be gentle before I hug them, which like totally fair because I'm gonna really hug you. So I want you to consider yourself bear hugged, like uh, Lizzie hugged is what I'm gonna call it right now, Um, right now, because that's, I'm I'm having a love burst for you guys. Um, Okay, and finally, I, I can't quite wrap up this intro without telling you, that I had a TikTok go semi-viral last week. <laughs> of all people, I, I'm 40, you guys. I do, I know it's not true, but I do feel a little too old to, for TikTok. But I love it. Like, I, you can tell by my energy, right? I'm such a kid at heart. So if you found me on TikTok, welcome to the party. <laughs> and if you are listening and you don't follow me on TikTok yet and you want to, come join that party. <laughs> and I am at how to sell your stuff on TikTok and also on Instagram, if that's more your vibe. I feel like I'm better at TikTok. (laughs) So the TikTok that went crazy, it was promoting last week's podcast episode number 22 with the lovely Anastasia. And she shared about creating a passive income on Etsy. And I am still catching my breath, to be honest. So thank you, Anastasia, A, for bringing such quality to last week's episode, and B, 
for the TikTok tips, which you gave me, that clearly helped. <laughs> you helped make this happen. So, you guys, if you haven't checked out that episode or Anastasia quite yet, do it. <laughs> You're in for a treat. She's lovely and she's very talented. And she is the digital um, digital sales on Etsy queen. <laughs> so I'm going to link her again in the show notes for you because she's just quality. Okay. So with that, which was so fun to share with you guys, let's get into today's topic. I have goodness for you because I know firsthand how frustrating it can be when you have done all of this work to create a product. You've set up your shop. You've taken your photos, painstakingly, might I add. You've done the research and you plan out your packaging, probably taking way too much time worrying about the packaging, but still, it's the fun part. And then you open your Etsy shop and you hit publish on that first listing. And then you kind of brace yourself, like I do. And you wonder what is going to happen. Will you sell out right away? Do you have enough boxes? Are you prepared for a rush? What's going to happen? And then, at least in my case, six years ago when I started on Etsy, it was crickets. Ugh, I mean, it was the worst. I I can still feel that sinking feeling in my gut that I had back then. It was when um, days and days went by without any sales. And I remember wondering if Etsy was too saturated or my product wasn't good enough or if I was ever going to crack this Etsy code. Um, it was very mysterious to me. And then emotions settled and I started thinking reasonably and I defaulted to my superpower which happens to be yours too, by the way. And it's called research. If we keep studying, if we keep tweaking, keep testing, keep improving, eventually we find our way. I promise I have done it again and again and again in business and it never fails me. And it's going to work for you too if you don't give up before you press through the studying and the research. So what does that mean? Well, Let's get into some really specific examples, shall we? Like Etsy specific. So if you're not getting the Etsy sales that you want, there are eight things that you should check in your shop and maybe do some refining. So we're going to drill down today into some tips here on those eight things. I'm going to give you some goodness. So number one, and and like stay with me because I'm going to start broad and I'm going to get really specific. Okay. But this is the first thing you have to ask. And some of you are going to think this is, this is going to be a pointless podcast because this is so elementary, but these things build on each other. So keep listening and you're going to find a tweak in here. I guarantee you, I found a tweak in here today, guys. Okay. I talked to a guy earlier who's a multiple six figure income earner. He's like huge on Etsy. And we were talking through some, you know, things that were going on and I uh, made one little suggestion to him and it's going to be a game changer for him. It's tiny. So stick with me. Okay. Enough of the soapbox. Number one, are people currently buying your product? Okay. To start, just ask yourself this honestly, are people actually buying your product from other shops right now? Like, is the problem the product and there's just not a market for it on Etsy or it's not the season for it or you've missed the trend or is it selling in other shops and we just need to work on yours? If you're not sure, just do some basic Etsy research, okay? Search your product and find the top players in your niche. You're going to look for the best seller badge on their products. It's that little thing that shows up in the search feed that shows that it's a bestseller. It'll be there visually. You can see if they have listings in their shop that show 20 people have this in their cart, or it might say another number, but you know, look for the trend, uh, the, the, also the trending badge, but you want to hunt for these little cues that tell us if the product is selling right now. Etsy gives it away, right? They tell us in these little cues. So 
And here's a mini tip. You can't compare your current shop sales right now to the holiday sales. So if that's kind of why you're having a struggle fest, for the vast majority of shops, the holidays are where they make a huge portion of their annual income. So for more, more of you, most of you, I should say, it's expected that January will be a bit slow. So just keep that in mind. This is a great time to do the research because things are going to naturally be slower. Let's just find out, is this product selling? I've had this happen where I was selling something, it was a bestseller for a while, and then all of a sudden it fell off a cliff. And I did a little homework and I found out that that trend ended and I needed to find the next one to ride. Moving along, number two, is your shop niched down? I know you've heard this before, probably niche, but you may not understand what it means. So if it's a new concept for you, all it means is this. Have you picked a very specific type of person that you are marketing your products to? This is one of the biggest mistakes that Etsy sellers make. I'm telling you, every day I see this. They think they need to appeal to as many people as possible to make sales. And like, don't worry if this is you. I still have to talk myself out of this, okay? What you really want to do is get super specific or niche about who you're targeting because then you'll know what colors they like, what style they like, what words they use, stuff they want. You're not going to be just throwing this broad net of let me just catch any fish I can. Let's go after a specific type. So if you sell sweatshirts, don't just use the word sweatshirts. Get really specific like leopard print sweatshirts for grandma or leopard print gift for grandma. We're getting specific. You hear me? I'm telling you, this is how you get set apart in Etsy. If you sell candles, figure out who you're selling to. Don't just sell handmade candles. There's a billion of those. Sell handmade soy candles for Gen Z. Okay. Specific. If you sell cards to teachers, get specific. Use phrases like Thank you card for drama teacher. You get, you guys get the picture. I know it can be tempting. I really, I really know. I feel it to try to attract everyone to your shop. But what you really need to do is to help people decide very definitively in their minds if your shop or product is absolutely for them or not. You want the exact right person to be like, yes, I need that when they see it. Because so long as it's a maybe, maybe I need that. Most shoppers are going to keep scrolling. They don't want to spend their hard-earned cash on maybes. They're saving them for their heck yeses. <laughs> Number three, do you have the right keywords in your titles and tags? So once you have figured out your niche, it's time to make sure you have the right search terms and phrases in your product title, your tags, and even in your product description for good measure. Like, let's just stack them up, right? The key to this is do your research. You need to find out what, what search terms your perfect customer is using to describe your product. This can be a bit of a mind meld. I remember when I first opened my shop, the words that I used to describe my product and then the words that my ideal customer were using were quite different. I, it was a bit shocking to me. Um, but you can do this research by just going to the Etsy search bar. You can start typing out a phrase to describe your product and then see if Etsy search like finishes the phrase for you. When, when something is, is searched frequently on Etsy, that search tool will auto-populate it. Like You're going to start typing and a little drop down is going to happen with all the potential phrases it could be. That's going to help you. I'll like find out what's really being searched a lot. You can also take a look at the other sellers in your niche and see what terms they are using. So look for sellers with lots of sales and reviews. Pay attention to the best seller badge um, on products or those little prompts that say that we just talked about this, that 20 people have this in their cart. That's how you're going to know something sells well. Okay. So the key here is to, is to study several high performing shops and then 
take it all together. So you're going to use a combination of those great key phrases. Don't just copy and paste someone's whole title to use because A, you're shooting yourself in the foot. That shop has the stronger foothold in the algorithm and they're going to win the search every time if you're trying to directly compete with them. You don't want to compete in the big leagues until you know, you've got the credibility and shop strength to actually compete. But B, it's also, it's a bit slimy and frowned upon to just copy keywords. So do research. Use a combination of phrases and words that you mine from studying several shops and listings. And that's how you're going to find your own sweet spot. So if you would like for me to walk through this a bit more, I would suggest you check out my free Etsy masterclass. I'm going to go into more detail on this. I'll have the time to there and I can show you visually, which I think is really important. You'll get to see me walk through the process and explain the strategy. So you can grab that at howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash masterclass. And of course, like it's linked in the show notes for you to grab if you need to dig into this particular subject. Number four, does your about section create trust? Okay. I am always so surprised to visit someone's Etsy shop and see an empty about section. You guys, this is such low hanging fruit. (laughs) Like the Etsy platform itself, it creates some level of trust with shoppers, right? It's been a long, around a long time. A lot of us at some point have gotten a really cool product there. Um, But I'm going to say like that reputation has been damaged a bit over the past couple of years with shoppers having bad experience with with sellers. You know, there's so many new sellers now, which is fine. That's not causing you a problem, but they're 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 breaking some of the trust in the old way that Etsy used to work. So customers know it's a mixed bag. And so for your shop, you need to help them know, like, and trust you. And that means that you need info in your about section to help them do that. If your shop profile picture is a logo, and and even if it isn't, you wanna make sure your seller profile picture is a headshot. That's coming from your personal profile. It's the one that shows this is the seller of the shop. Shoppers wanna feel connected to a human and feel like they can trust that human to take care of them through their purchase. In your about section, share a bit about yourself. What made you start an Etsy shop? Why do you make what you make? What else can you share about your life that's relatable? I think sometimes this maybe feels, uh, maybe I don't know, maybe a bit dumb, like it's so obvious or I don't have anything interesting to say. But even if it's something you feel like they've probably read before, it is so much better to share about yourself. Like I'm a stay-at-home mom who loves to craft and decided to try to start selling my jewelry to help supplement like a Disney vacation. Whatever it is, that's still better than a blank section and no picture. So I would encourage you also on that note to um, include pictures or and or videos like in the about section as well. You have a very short period of time to help a shopper trust you enough to buy. So use it wisely and create some connections using your about section. Number five, do your pictures jump out in the feed? Okay, so at the end of the day, the two biggest components of Etsy are, number one, your SEO or search engine optimization, which is simply, do your product titles and tags contain the same words that your ideal niche customer would use to describe your product? Number two, when you show up in the search results, do your pictures jump out in that feed? When they are next to all of your competitors' product photos, do your pictures capture the shopper's attention? One way to test your photos is this. You want to get like a bird's eye view for yourself. So a few days after you create a listing, 
you can go to a brand new browser. So you want to go to one um, that you're not, you like open a fresh Etsy.com, like not one you're logged into because it's going to have all kind of tracking on your previous searches. So totally new. And then use a main keyword from your product title. And then um, you're going to search for it in the search bar, that that phrase. So for me, it would have been, um, you know, I had a, a wood sign that said, be still and know that I am God, a very, very, very popular sign. So if I typed in, would sign, be still and know that I am God. That was my key phrase. That's a bit long, right? But you get the idea, right? It popped into my head as an example. So I would have searched that. And you're going to pick whatever your phrase would be that would specifically describe your product. And then you're going to go through the results and you're going to find out how many pages in is your product listing. You're going to go as far as you need to to find it. This is going to be eye-opening. <laughs> um, it's actually important to note how many pages in a customer would have to go to find you because you may need to refine your keywords if you're too far out in those searches. Or you're going to have to depend on marketing off of Etsy or using Etsy ads to get shown because if you're way, way, way down, customers just don't scroll that far. They usually find something sooner. So you may have something to refine there. Once you find your listing in those search results, you want to take an objective look at your photo in that cluster of photos. Like take a step back, maybe even have someone do this with you who's not, you know, sometimes it helps to have an outside perspective. Have a friend or a, a family member or neighbor look at it. Do you does your little square stand out in that selection of photos? Do any other photos look better? Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you wouldn't make sales, but you do want to pay attention and you want to ask yourself why, you know, how do I compare which ones look better and why? And this will likely inspire some new photo ideas for you too. Bottom line though, you have to stand out in the feed because it is such a visual platform and you need to have photos that when they're up against the competition, something is going to make the shopper click on you. Number six, do your listings answer FAQs, frequently asked questions. So I actually wish I'd figured this out years ago. <laughs> I'm so excited to give you this tip. This is kind of a good one. So here's the bottom line. If a customer can't quickly and easily find the answer to their questions, 99% of the time, they are going to scroll on on to the next lift listing, okay? They're, it is only the unicorn that sends the potentially annoying DM asking a million questions. You know, most people just keep scrolling until they find it. So you need to make sure you answer every possible FAQ in as many places as you can. This is the trick. Most people just either have it in the FAQs or have it in their product descriptions, but you need to have it in like as many as you can. Um, so Etsy actually allows you to create an FAQ section for your shop. So it's not specific to a listing, but it's a shop and you can utilize that for sure. If you're not sure where to do that, I will link a resource in the show notes that'll tell you those instructions. Most sellers, again, they put all of the data for an item in their item description, the product description, which is great. Like absolutely do that. You're super detail oriented. Um, shoppers will love that and read every single word. <laughs> and then sometimes DM you to tell you you have a typo. But the secret I've found is you also want to get this info into your photo gallery. It is the one place that pretty much every shopper looks at in detail. So make it easy to find the answers. Create a cute little graphic using canva.com. And I'll link that for you in case you're not familiar with it. But it's just a website that helps you make gorgeous graphics. And my grandma could use it. It's real easy. Okay, it's not it's easy to use. So for example, for years, I've run a sign shop where we sell farmhouse style steins and my photo galleries, they have product pictures in them, but then they also have pictures that show the dimensions of the sign, the color choices in more detail, the hangers we suggest, how the hardware works. Like we have several different photos in there because you've got lots of space, right? You can still have four or five 
product images to give them the idea of what the, the, the product is and then have the rest of them to answer these kinds of questions. So like do something like this. If you sell jewelry, make sure the sizing, um, both on a chart and visually like shown on someone is explained on a graphic in your gallery. If you sell printables or some other digital product, make sure you have graphics that tell the shopper that it's a digital download and nothing will be mailed to them. Trust me. Have a graphic that explains how you print your product. If you hand make something really complicated and you have a long turnaround time and it's totally legit, put a graphic in your photo gallery saying, hey, we have a long turnaround time. Here's why. And just be really kind about it. Be like, just so you know, we hand make and handcraft every piece with care and excellence. And because of that, it takes longer for us to create this piece than a big box store. You can expect a blah, four to six weeks, six to eight week turnaround time for this product. We promise you it's worth the wait. Something like that. So that's not just blah, here's information, but it's sort of um, wooing them a little bit. You know, it's like softening the blow. <laughs> um, another one, if you sell vintage, Make sure you have a graphic that tells your customers you just have one. It's a one-of-a-kind product and you can't make more. This kind of thing, that would also help probably move the product faster because it creates a little bit of scarcity. So hopefully this gives you the picture here. Hey, hey, this podcast is brought to you by my free masterclass, How to Kickstart Your Etsy Shop. Do you have goals for your Etsy shop that aren't quite happening yet? <laughs> Whether you're an Etsy hobbyist or have dreams for a full-time, replace-your-day-job kind of business, there's definitely a learning curve to figuring out your own Etsy secret sauce. <laughs> and I totally want to help you connect those dots and crack the Etsy code even faster. So... I went ahead and made a free Etsy masterclass for you to start learning some of the critical pieces of the Etsy puzzle that will help you start getting those sales. My how to kickstart your Etsy shop free masterclass will give you massive insights that will make your Etsy challenges feel like an old memory. I'm teaching you two myths that will hold you back if you buy in, two huge mistakes that most new sellers make, and three skills to master to become successful on Etsy. You can grab it today. It's available on demand at howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash masterclass. Number seven, how does your pricing compare to your biggest competitors? So after a shopper finds you, they like your product photo. They have their questions answered by your listing. Now they're gonna look at your pricing. If your products are not selling the way that you want them to, how does your pricing compare? Also account for shipping. You, you've gotta calculate that together because some shops have free shipping so it's built into the product price and some people have shipping that the customer pays that's kind of itemized separately. So you need to do that little bit of math. But how do you compare and compete with your customers on, on, on pricing? When I first start a new shop, a new business, I usually price a bit below the top players so that I can kind of get a foothold in the market, right? Have a, um, a way to kind of compete in there. And once you have sales and reviews and they give your shop, you know, credibility, you'll be able to compete at the same price point as the competition. Um, you just, you just have to pay attention to where you're at in like the credibility scale. You've got to give them a reason to, to buy from you. So just do a solid, apples to apples comparison with other shops that are making sales and see if you need to make any adjustments. If you're super low on pricing, on the other hand, I want to mention this, that can actually hurt you. So it, so it gives your impression and the impression that your product is maybe a low quality in the market. You want to find sellers who are selling very similar item to you and then shoot for just below their pricing to, to, to start again, accounting for shipping. But 
That way, if a if a shopper goes and filters by price, yours is going to come up at the top of that list of like low to high pricing. And then they can compare you to the other other person and they can say, well, this shop is more established, but this one's a bit less. I think I'm going to go with the one that's the better value price wise. Something to consider. And number eight, how far out is your turnaround time? This is a big one. Now in the world of Amazon, even in the past couple of years, shoppers have gotten a little more antsy and they, and they don't want to wait for their order. So make it snappy <laughs> if you can. And if you're uh, making a handmade item to order, you can get away with a couple weeks to ship, I think. Um, at least I do without a hitch. But if you're brand new to the marketplace, especially, you want to keep those turnaround times as tight and fast as you can. That's going to help prevent complaints, cancellations, and people hounding you for their order in the DMs, um, and also negative reviews, which especially in the beginning, like they're not as big of a deal once you've got a couple hundred reviews, right? But you don't want your first reviews to be to be negative if you can avoid it. So one reason you may not be getting the sales that you like um, is that your turnaround time is too long. And actually, I use sometimes the turnaround time as a strategy if we're getting a ton of orders and I know I'm not I'm not able to keep up and keep any kind of balance in life. I'll slow down the order flow by um, pushing out the turnaround time or even maybe raising the price a little bit. And it does work. So just that tweak to the turnaround time for maybe one to two weeks to two to three weeks, um, it always slows the orders down. Isn't that amazing? Like people care that much about turnaround time. So then I catch up, I catch my breath and bring my turnaround time back to normal. So that is our list. Over the past six years of being a full-time Etsy seller, these are the linchpins, you guys. This is where you need to dig in and study and tweak in order to get your sales up to where you want them to be. So I hope this was helpful. I always encourage you, DM me with your questions. I love meeting you guys and your questions are excellent. I always um, help what I can, you know, via email or DM. And also your questions, they, they are not annoying to me. They help me formulate topics to cover for the podcast. So let me know what else you'd like to hear about. And hang on a second, because as we wrap up today, I have a quick question for you. Would you like a free coaching session with me so I can help you get your Etsy shop to the next level? You heard that right. <laughs> I'm one of the only coaches that does one-on-one on Zoom. So I have that available, but I'm going to actually kick off a little contest for you guys. And for the next three weeks, I am inviting you to rate and write a review for this podcast. It helps me get better um, sponsors. It helps me get better guests. Our guests have been amazing, but it's like helping me grow. It's helping um, other people find me. So Anyone who does this for me in the next three weeks will be entered into a drawing. I'm going to put all of the reviews in a hat from um, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. They're all going to go in a hat, and I will um, draw two, two names to win a 30-minute one-on-one Etsy coaching session with me. Um, And we'll do that on Zoom, and I will announce the winners on February 17th's episode, so Mark your calendars and make sure you tune in. You know, like for example, Apple Podcasts, they won't give me your contact info. So I'm going to let you know by, I'm going to read the reviews that the two winners wrote, and then I'll invite you to reach out to me to schedule your free session at that point. And if you've already written a review, I am so grateful for you. And you can also enter the drawing too, but you just need to email me a written testimonial from my website. And my email is Lizzie, and that's L-I-Z-Z-I-E. Smiley, S-M-I-L-E-Y at yahoo.com. That's in the show notes for you to grab. I'm not leaving anyone out. You guys can participate too. So well, my friends, that's what I have for you this week. I will see you on TikTok. (laughs) I will see you on Instagram. And I will see you right here again next week. And so for now, go create something.
And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.